what he would do. All right. You know and what? He, and he would sing my song. He would sing my name. He was uh, Johnny, Johnny Hampton. Hampton. You know, he was like Johnny Hampton. <laughs> yeah, like Johnny Angel? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Atkins. He was a good dude. Mr. Atkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we got a lot happening on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So we have Shannon's funeral yeah. this weekend. It's going to be sad. It's going to be very sad. I don't know if I've told you this. Have I told you about my board member? No. I got a call from my board chairman Sunday morning early. Mm-hmm. I thought shit was on fire at work or something. Mm-hmm. One of my board members' wife passed away mm. the day before. Completely unexpectedly. Not oh, ill. Oh, man. Um, on Friday, they ha- she's Polish, and they had just returned on Friday from a trip to Poland where... She went back to visit family that she hadn't seen in 30 years. I mean, what fabulous timing for a trip, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if people aren't going to be saying, oh, she always wished she went back to see her right. family, you know, and they know their kids now and they know her husband now and stuff like that. But it's the saddest thing. This man loved his wife like. I can't even well, imagine. You know, like, like unexpectedly at that. I can't even imagine. Super sad. Super sad. I really feel for them. Yeah. Well, and and they, do they shake. know why? What happened? Um, well, nothing official except that they don't know why and maybe think a blood clot or something. Oh, yeah. That's why I've, I've been popping maybe aspirin every day because of that myself mm-hmm. to, with the surgery and everything. So. Right. So... My dad, my mom and dad came to see us in Wilson in May of, it was before we left, so 2016? Hmm. We moved here in 2017. Maybe it was 2017. No, I think it was, I don't remember. 2016, we'll say. Um, They came to stay with us for a couple days because um, it was on the way up to Virginia to be in Virginia for my brother's sentencing. Hmm. He was already in custody, but yeah. he was going to be sentenced. And my dad, you know, would he could work himself up getting pumped up for things, <laughs> you know, and he was so stressed and tense about this hearing and trying to have letters to present and all this stuff. And and he was very um, short of breath and tired, and he felt like, very his point of view that um he had to power through mm. you know like of course was, he's a man's man yes i mean he mm-hmm. needed to walk more put around with his walker he needed to exercise mm-hmm. he needed to keep moving to stay on top of things and the day before we were supposed to go to virginia he was he was worked up and then he was trying to deal with that stress by moving which was getting him more worked up and he collapsed on my bed hitting his chest he was having a heart attack and we had to call the ambulance and he had was had he had a blood clot issue he was in the hospital in wilson for three or four days while the rest of us went up to virginia without him Shoot. to go to this hearing hey it's a good thing he's with y'all absolutely you it know what i mean scary. i mean my mom has saved him any number of times and she would have this time too but it was crazy to see him collapsed on my bed hitting his chest with <sighs> kind of blue lips and it's like mm-hmm. that 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 could be traumatizing little bit. <laughs> Thank you for recognizing that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this is a real positive way to start. <laughs> <laughs> All rainbows and unicorns. That's right. That is right. No, we've got some good news to talk about to start out this episode. Two things. I'm going to start with the first one um, to our listeners, folks out there. Um, thank you for making donations to my Flagler oh. United birthday fundraiser. Man, listen, that thing is popping off. I have to keep increasing the goal because we keep meeting it. That's awesome. And I'm so touched and excited and blown away. And I, I really try to give you guys something to understand why it's important to me. So I, every few days, try to put a post in there with a different reason why it's an awesome organization to donate to and, you know, why it's important to us. And, um, you know, just with some photos and some heartfelt words, you all have donated uh, the last time I checked $300 in the last couple of days. That sucker's still open for two more weeks. So yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I just cannot thank folks enough for um, believing in that organization that Johnny and I have spent a fair amount of time talking about over the last year. I, uh, listen, I see those fundraisers all the time and I see like $4. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like shocked that it got up that high. Well, you know, with the kids, I've done a, you know, you do a fair amount of fundraising. Not in this way. They were buying wrapping paper, yeah. Girl Scout cookies, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, Facebook makes it really easy. And so when a good friend of mine posts something, I do try to give $10 here yeah. or there or whatever. I, the last time I gave something like that was when uh, one of my parents was doing something. She needed something for nursing tests or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and somebody told me once, and, and it sort of changed my view on stuff like this, people want to help, but they just don't always know how. Hmm. Yeah. They just need that invitation. Right. And they need, they need something where they don't have to give a whole bunch of money. Yeah. Where you could give $5 if you got it or $10 if you got it, mm-hmm. you know? And I have a friend from my blogging days. Her name is Christine. I don't know if she listens, but um, if you don't, why don't you? <laughs> but um, she said, I remember her saying once, she's a, an activist soul, but she would say, not everybody has to be on the front lines at a protest. True. You need people to write the letters or lick the envelopes. You need people who can write the checks because not everybody can write the checks. Yes. You need people to do different things. Well, not everybody who believes in our mission can be at practice right. every night. Not everybody can be at the games. But we even um, had a parent who son was in it donate yeah which is yeah that doesn't surprise me though no it doesn't he was the first one too yeah that's crazy that, cool? that is crazy did you see that he and carolyn have the same birthday his birthday was yesterday too yes yeah. and i and i yes i i gave him the message I, I sent him a message yesterday i was like oh shoot how did i miss that mm-hmm. yeah so anyway my my starting out after our sad start out was thank you folks i i really appreciate appreciate it and um it does not go unnoticed right now we've raised enough to almost sponsor two kids i know which is good i don't how many kids did we have involved in the first season i want to say 60 something something like that okay so how many roughly did we partially sponsor was there anybody that we had to partially sponsor Yes, we have people that we probably sponsored eight to ten kids at the end of the day. Yeah, and then f- it, and does that include partial and full? Like mm-hmm. how many kids do we fully? Sponsor? Yeah, most people were able to 
do okay. what they needed to do. So I think eight to ten kids out of sixty is not bad. Is you know pretty yeah. great to have been able to provide yeah. that. So right now, what's one seventy five times two? Three fifty. So in fifty more dollars, we've sponsored two kids. Right. I mean that's awesome. So yeah. that's really uh, that's huge. It is. I mean, like I'm like I'm very grateful. I am too. You know, we were able to do some nice things that first season. Um, so I, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, for February to come around again. I am too. I am too. So thank you, folks. Much appreciated. The second thing that's a good thing to start out with is um, we're, this is Tuesday. Is this Tuesday? Yes. Okay. So we'll drop this episode tomorrow. Nothing like a quick turnaround. <laughs> um, and then Thursday, Johnny gets to visit the doctor. Oh, yes. And get this cast removed. <clears throat> thank God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yes, I've been in the cast. I think it'll be nine weeks tomorrow, this week, nine weeks. I mean, it's probably not flown by to you. (laughs) (laughs) You got that. You got that right. I can't believe it's been that long. Um, Maybe a little, maybe a little less. So we'll see. July 26th, August 26th is about a month. Yeah, about, Yeah. yeah, a little bit. So I had to have a cast. Because of all these medical reasons. Now I'm going to be in a boot. Now you're going to be in a boot. And it's a softer boot, actually. Like, it's not... I thought I was going to get the boot that was hard on the outside, but right. it's actually soft on the outside. Does it look like you blow it up? Nah. Oh, okay. Just hard on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll have a, a heel lift. I'm praying that he says I can take it off to sleep. But oh, I, don't, I don't think he will right away, though. That'll be a great night's sleep. But it, even... It might be a better night's sleep, even. It, it's going to be... Yeah, because this thing... I feel like it knows right when I'm going to bed. <laughs> Does it? And then it fires up? Yes. Like, I could be good, and as soon as I get try to get comfortable for sleep, it's all kind of pain everywhere. So when we first tucked you in, you had it on that pillow. I still have that pillow. Is that how you have to sleep? Do you have mm. to sleep on your back on that? Yep. It's so And I'm, I sleep on my stomach. Well, I was going to say, like, I'm having surgery in a few weeks, and it's abdominal surgery. Well, I don't know that it's in a few weeks. I don't know why that just came out of my mouth. It hasn't been scheduled yet, but it's abdominal surgery, and I can't sleep on my back. I can't lay on my back. It hurts. I usually back. sleep. On, I usually sleep on my side. Uh huh. Me too. With pillows, like. But I can't like, and then like I'm worried because I can never have my legs straight. I'm just never comfortable straight. So I have it like it's like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> is this thing gonna heal right? My leg is like this every day. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the boot, and I won't be able to walk on it yet. No, no full weight bearing yet. Mm-hmm. But by September 30th. Assuming we follow the normal schedule in another two weeks, I will be able to put weight on it. That's exciting. That is exciting. Yeah, stuff. it's exciting, but scary too because I have pain. Like right now, I'm sitting. And you're like, oh, I'll put your foot up. But eventually, mm-hmm. you know, I have to sit with my foot down. Like right. I, my foot doesn't have to be up 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. That they only say that when right in the beginning. Yeah, and I do that now because it hurts when I put it down. You know, it swells because I haven't been using it. A whole bunch of science stuff that I... Are you supposed to move your toes and stuff? I do. Stuff you're supposed to do? Yeah, I move my toes and get the blood flowing, he says. But so now, I, you know, I have my foot down. It'll take a while before the blood starts flowing again and it'll feel better. But I got to start doing that. So I told that long story because (laughs) eventually I'm going to have to walk on it. I'm going to be excited, but I also know... That when I begin to walk on it in nighttime, that thing's going to hurt. Yeah. And it's going to be like that 
four months. <laughs> yeah. So I don't look well, forward to that. And it'll be interesting because I would assume, I don't know, but I would assume that um, the amount that you can walk on it has to be start at a place and be increased. Oh, yeah. Like you don't get to just start walking everywhere nah. you want to. Like even when I get the boot, he said you could put toe tap weight. Mm-hmm. And I told him I'm not graceful enough for toe tap weight, so I'm just going <laughs> to chill with the scooter. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like I'm sure it'll be okay. You can stand up for 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then you can take enough steps to get you to the bathroom. Right. Stuff and like that. Can, yeah, yeah. So. Well, what a great time to be working from home. Oh, I got lucky. I mean, what a blessing that is. Huh? I mean, I got the job three months before it happened. Mm-hmm. My insurance kicked in 15 <laughs> days before yeah. I tore my Achilles. Wow. My boss joked, you just want to test out the insurance. <laughs> yep. I this went is, to, this I went is what to, I wanted to do. I went to get my boot. The lady was like, oh, you don't owe us anything. You've met all your deductibles. I'm like, damn Eight. right I have. Nine weeks. Surgery's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm really hoping to get this surgery in 2021. Oh, you will. Because everything resets. Yeah, you will. I hope so. You know, some it's not it's not malignant. I mean, I got my surgery. You did, but you couldn't walk. You know what I mean? Like she was preparing me for the fact that with COVID and all the stuff and the possibility that I would have to stay overnight and all that kind of all that kind of nonsense that. You know, I might not be top on the list because I can live my life like this. I mean, mm. I have been. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. But, yeah. But anyway, uh, happy boot week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Woo, we're to we're it. recording on a Tuesday instead of a Sunday or a Monday because <laughs> my daughter's birthday happened. Yes. And that celebration pretty much started on Friday <laughs> and continued through last night. Yes, Miss C has turned 14. So here is what blew me away this morning when I texted with her. Okay. Next year mm-hmm. will be her 15th birthday and mm-hmm. we'll be taking her to get her permit. You get it when you're 15? You get your learner's permit when you're 15. You don't have to, of oh, course. Oh, she's looking forward she's to it. she's ready. Yeah. Oh, she mentioned it to me already. Both of my kids were ready to drive. You know, some kids aren't anymore. They don't want to. Um, Tiara wasn't. Yeah. I, I'm going to, as soon as I get my boot, uh, I'm going to have Anthony mm-hmm. start backing out the driveway yeah. and driving around. So we'll see. He, he says he's ready. Mm-hmm. So. I know Carolyn's ready. Joseph was, I don't know, 12 or 13 when he'd start backing it up so that it wasn't under the basketball hoop mm-hmm. and you know this and that so yeah i was telling him we was we were in the car one day and i said to him yeah man y'all be 16 17 year old going to the movies and mm-hmm. anthony could say okay carol's going to pick me up yep <laughs> well so you know something like that yeah That's well we still need to get geo's license too so that you don't want to drive he does I don't know how much practice he has or he's gotten, mm. um, but he's making steps forward. And he, there's a class you have to do, like a blood on the highway kind of class. Oh yeah, you know mm. he's done that now. So yeah, we'll Good get for him. We'll get him there. And then, uh, and then you know, on a day like today when we have everybody going in ninety different directions, we can toss him the keys and he can. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I'm looking mm-hmm. like I'm tired of driving. I can't say that I am 100% because you know this. It's where some of the best conversations and laughs happen with our True. That is true. 
that that is that. that yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Um, my son doesn't talk a lot, but when he does, it's usually in the car. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. A fact. Yep. It was like that with Joseph, and it's like that with Gio, and it's like that with Carolyn. So. Yeah, that's funny you mentioned it. We just had a conversation in the car mm-hmm. the other day. Yep. Yeah. Me and Tiara and I used to have those conversations too. I because I used to drive Tiara everywhere. Mm-hmm. Swim practice, this, that, the other. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, for them to say, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the movies," you know, please go. Yeah, seriously, I'm gonna sit here with my baby. Yeah, <laughs> bring my kid back <laughs> in one piece, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. And then also last week, Joe and I celebrated our 21st wedding anniversary. Woo! Um, because our marriage is now old enough. To, you, you know, like on your. What, 20th, you get, what's your 20th? Oh. Whatever I, the gift is. I, saw, I, I actually looked it up because I thought about getting it for that, but I forgot, though. We used to do that early in our relationship. Yeah, I tried to do that in the beginning, too. But ours turned 21, so mm. Joe got me bourbon. Nice. I like bourbon, and we're, I mean, I can't imagine a single listener doesn't know that we are enormous University of Michigan fans. <laughs> And we, you know, Charles Woodson was a player when I was at Michigan. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. We saw him in a parade with a rose in his teeth. Yeah. And Hall so, of Famer. Yes. Yes. And so Joe got me, and it just arrived today. He ordered it a while back, but it took a while to get it here. He ordered me a bottle of Woodson bourbon. Oh, did you know he ordered it? He, did he have to tell you because it didn't get here in time? He did tell me oh, because it didn't man. get here in time. Um but it was cool because it was just perfect. He doesn't always know. Like sometimes I have to tell him what I want or this or that. He, yeah. you know, he got this totally right. And I didn't mind waiting. And I don't usually, you know, sip a bourbon on the rocks when I'm recording. But hey. On a Tuesday evening. But hey. But we got that. That bottle showed up today and I've kind of had a day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I am A-OK with <laughs> sipping. Hey, it'll make for a better podcast. See, see I don't I don't need that to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I do either, but, but just if things go off the rails. We think, know why. We know why. I think Charles Woodson. Woodson Our, we had a dog for a while. His name was Charles Woodson. We adopted a dog <laughs> and named him Charles Woodson. <laughs> I wonder if like an athlete's like, you named your dog after me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wonder how many dogs are named Bo after Bo Schembechler, because that's such a great dog name. It sure is. And there, I think there are a lot of dogs named Bo in Michigan. <laughs> uh, now we have Maize and Blue. Yeah. Yeah. And you post every day. Daily Maize and Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's all the good stuff starting out this episode. Yes. So how do I, I still can't remember how I used to start the episodes before we took a break. You used um, to say, what did you used to say? See? You used to I'll say. I have to listen to one of them. Welcome to the Strongly Worded Podcast. I'm Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. And we are coming at you from the dining room studio on a Tuesday evening. There it goes. Here we go. It's coming back. <laughs> it's coming back. Yes. Um, yep. That is it. That was our our lead up. That was mm-hmm. like our hot topics. Mm-hmm. I remember the first episode. I wasn't even sure if we were going to use our whole names, and you just was like, "I'm so I was like, "I guess I, I guess well, I'm Johnny Hampton." I guess, <laughs> I guess you are. I guess you are. <laughs> I'm just gonna take a sip, of my Woodson bourbon. 
Oh man. I guess. Um, I mean, are you okay with that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Don't bother me. All right, good. I remember when I asked you for a picture for the website. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Really? Like, yep. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's where Anthony gets some of that private shit from. I'm like, you mm-hmm. need a picture? Yes. I was thinking on the drive in this morning that you know we have an urban black man T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe I need a middle-aged. You do middle-aged woman from the Midwest T-shirt. No, no. What he said? You said white, wait, middle-aged, middle-aged white, white woman. woman. <laughs> middle-aged white woman. He called me today when I picked up the kids. Our one of our fans, Aaron. He called me today. We talk about fancy football. Yeah. I told him I got kids in the car. Don't say no crazy shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. That's all you've heard from a few friends in the last few days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a, yeah. I had a, a friend from middle school. I reached out to me. Shout out to Serena. She listens to the podcast. Hey. Yeah. She says she really likes it. So that's good. It's always good when somebody who really knows you mm-hmm. is like, oh, yeah. So. I got an unexpected gift from a friend last week. My friend Leslie. We were friends in college. And she's a mom. She's a couple years younger than me, but she's got three that are younger. She started having kids much later than me. And uh, her husband's family is from the Jacksonville area. So mm. I you know, have seen her since we've moved down here. And she's the one, one of the girls that I got together with. I've told you the story about meeting my girlfriends from college in the Keys. Oh, yeah. Instead of going to a whatever year that was, 20th class reunion at Michigan. That year we went... On spring break together. To the keys. To the keys. Now. So she, out of the blue. Some stories there, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. What happens on Key West <laughs> stays in Key West. Um, but she sent me a, a care package out of the blue the other day with a t-shirt. And um, what were those bracelets made that the kids made with little rubber bands? Oh, I don't know. But you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? And then um, a letter. And I love the T-shirt. But a letter, huh? But the letter. I like she took letters. the time to sit down with a piece of paper and handwrite me a letter. That's how I used to. That's what I used to do. Yeah. That's how I used to communicate with the ladies. Writing letters. Well, you know, a lot of us pass notes and stuff like that. Remember? Oh, yeah. No, I used to write letters. Well, I'm, I believe that Johnny Hampton yeah. wrote letters because we talk about that in our friend group, getting a Johnny Hampton letter. But that's not really... But <laughs> even before that, we could text her things like that. Yeah. You know, we would sit down and handwrite mm. notes and then have intricate ways of folding them to pass yeah. them in the hallway. I really think our kids are missing out not they doing are. that. No, nah, it's funny. I was I was saying today, uh, I think I was talking to Missy about this. Like, we used to have to talk to people mm-hmm. and write letters and we didn't get instant gratification. No. You didn't know if the person read your letter or not. Right. Like, I used to have my friend James Calabrese, shout to you, James. He used to deliver letters to me, to the ladies. Mm-hmm. And he would have to tell me, yeah, I gave it to her. Yep. That was that, your that, red receipt. <laughs> that was my read, exactly. Uh-huh. That was my read receipt, James Calabrese. <laughs> I remember going to summer camp in um, Evanston, Illinois. And the boy I was dating at the time went to summer camp in northern Michigan. Mm. And we wrote letters that month we were both at summer camp. I wrote, yeah, I I um had a friend. We weren't dating at that time, but I I spent a summer in Florida and I wrote letters back and forth. Mm-hmm. 
and called long distance. Had to ask. Remember calling long distance. Had to ask. Asking? Had to ask to mm-hmm. call. And you had to wait until the rates changed. <laughs> yep. Well, you gotta wait till after six o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, people send a message on Instagram. You get in the DMs. Yep. And. And you know right away that they got it. They had to. Re- they had to receive it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they missing out. I think so. What started us on this? I don't know. Oh, so I got an unexpected gift. Yes, you got a letter. A letter, and the letter was, I don't want to say it was the best part because the gift was extremely thoughtful and I'll enjoy wearing the t-shirt, but the letter was really cool. And I bet you she doesn't even, she didn't even think that. I mean. Probably not. You know. It's little little things, right? It is. It is. And she's got three little kids. I mean, she found time to sit down and handwrite a letter. It was huge. Yeah. It was huge. So today, um, we're going to have a guest in a little bit, but oh, yes. we can, we can tee up our, our topic, um, timely for us here in Flagler County, but I'm guessing based on my Google search, um, a topic that probably many of our listeners. But before we get into it, right? Oh. So we did a podcast a week too early. We did? Right? Like we did. A podcast about advocating for your kids, oh. and then something happened in our town. That's all. That's all over the country right now. Oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. And yep. So there, there's a woman in our town whose son got beat up at school. Let's call it what it is. I mean, she said it. He got she, his ass beat. Okay. The principal told her that her that her son was fighting as well. And there's, of course, a video. A video. So we this, know what happened. This kid is not fighting back at all. He's just getting his ass whooped, which happens. But right. The other it's kid is way judgment call. The other kid is way bigger than him. Yep. And he's pounding his kid. Mm-hmm. And the mom was worried. They tried to talk about it with the principal. Principal didn't do as much as they thought he should. Mm-hmm. And some days later, the kid was following her son again, away from the pickup line with some other kids, and they went to jump him. She says. And she jumped in to stop it. Yep. And got arrested. And got arrested. For advocating for her kid. Now, I don't think we have to, if you know me, you've listened to this podcast, you probably get a feel for how I am. <laughs> you know, a friend of ours, Victor, asked, what would, what would I, we already know what I would do. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have been on the news. <laughs> Just like she was. Mm-hmm. Would you have done the same thing? Absolutely. 100%. Let me tell you something. We had a situation with Carolyn years ago when she was smaller, and I think I've talked about it on the podcast where she was staying with two very good friends, you know, a couple and their kid. And, like the couple was our best friends, and mm-hmm. so she and the kid were best friends. And through a you know, long story short, the husband hit her. <laughs> oh my God, you should see Johnny Hampton's face. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like the kids were playing with the the dad. And, you know, whatever. And he says it was an accident, you know, like it was a reflex, like, and he immediately apologized. And, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. But the part that was even more horrifying than that is they didn't want to let her call us. So she stayed the whole night. And this is why she ended up getting a cell phone. Um, because she didn't have a way to reach us that didn't require access through the parents. Now, listen. Here's what I know. I don't even know if I can speak right now. <laughs> I know. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. 
I know that if I would have let Joe go over there when we discovered all of this, <laughs> I wouldn't be sitting at this table with you right now because mm-hmm. Joe would have gone to jail. You'd and be I visiting would, him. I would be visiting him. And truly, and I truly, truly thought it in this instance, it wasn't worth him going to jail yeah. over. And let me tell you something, listeners. So I'm a man, right? Joe's my buddy, one of my best friends. That dude is strong as a fucking ox. <laughs> <laughs> He's a strong yeah. dude, man. And this other guy isn't. He, <laughs> he you know what I mean? He was a string he bean. He would have killed and him. He, he, truly, he would have. It would have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't let that happen because Carolyn today will tell you she barely even remembers the whole yeah, episode. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. It's kind of like stopping Joseph that I talked about last yeah, week, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't happy with me for stopping him, but I feel like I could see the future. And it the it just I've had moments where people had to go with me. Mm-hmm. They couldn't stop me. Right. But they went with me. Right. So I've had those moments. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I guess for our group that nobody talks in. By the way, we have 200 something people in that group but not 200 something downloads of the podcast. <laughs> Let's have a gentler approach, Johnny. <laughs> We went. We need y'all to listen. <laughs> and we did get, we didn't get any tweets for, but we did get a little, uh, we did yeah. get a comment on. Um, we got we got a lot of chirps. We got some chirps. On, <laughs> we didn't get tweets, but we got some chirps on our advocate, advocating post. Yeah. Which is awesome. She's, uh, she's a friend of mine from way back too. The first one. And that was yeah, awesome. We're, we're getting there. But like, here's one thing. My dad used to say to Carolyn, he'd spend the first 20 minutes with Carolyn when I'd bring her up there to visit him, mm-hmm. teasing her about why she doesn't come to visit more, and it would stress her out. Let's not, <laughs> let's right. not tease our, our, our group members. I'm not going to tease anybody. Let's All I'm going to say encourage. is I'm a numbers We guy. love hearing from you. I'm, a <laughs> I'm an accountant. <laughs> and I'm really super touchy. And I'm a numbers guy. <laughs> the numbers need to add up. No. <laughs> No, we love everybody that listens. Yes. But anyway, I knew if I let Joe go over there, it, the, there would be s- circumstances that I, he wouldn't have come home that night. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. My wife has stopped me from certain, certain, <laughs> my certain demise as well. So, yes, I, I mean, I have gotten, I told even on a lesser scale a story about getting in a kid's face at dance. Yeah. I absolutely would have inserted so, myself in that. We're going to see what, what happens with this mm-hmm. this woman. Uh, I feel for her. I really, really hate the mugshot that's circulating because my it gave me an impression of it when I first looked at it, the mm-hmm. look on her face. And then after I read it and watched her video, mm-hmm. I had so much compassion for her. See, I, I've learned over time not to trust that initial thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, because... Um, it's all politics, right? The sheriff, mm-hmm. like, I, hey, listen, man, sheriff's a cool dude. Like, I'm not not knocking him at all, at all. I actually voted for him twice, mm-hmm. so I'm not knocking him. But that's politics, right? Like, you, yeah, we're tough on crime, mm-hmm. and they're always gonna give you that that side of the story. Now, if this thing gets, you know, dismissed, we're never gonna see that post, right? So oh, that's why you, that's why you gotta wait. Like, I had a buddy, well, not a buddy. I played ball with him. I wouldn't say we were friends. Maybe he would, but um, they arrested him for like robbery at a store he used to work at, and he beat the case. But we don't know that. They put a little blurb, 
they dragged his name through the mud when they arrested him. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was an inside job and all this kind of stuff. And I remember I had people tell me, I think he did it. And I was like, I just don't think so. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. He beat it. I was listening to a podcast this morning when I was getting ready for work um, called You're Wrong About. And they go back and investigate things mm. that have happened in the news that you have think a certain way about. And this was about the case um, in the 90s, I think, where the woman was burned with a cup of McDonald's coffee. Oh, I remember that. And Yeah, and she got like a $2 million yeah. settlement. And they were talking about how it was posed in the media and it's a journal it's something like journalism 101 Mm -hmm. is to write an article that is called a reverse pyramid where the top of the article has all the wide broad information general information Mm -hmm. you know woman sues mcdonald's for two million dollars because the coffee's too hot right and as you read on and on at the bottom it actually tells a story of like (laughs) this might be bullshit no, oh. it was the opposite. Oh, okay. Like several people had had this instance oh. with McDonald's coffee and, and research had been done about the temperature they were serving it at because their idea was that people get their coffee and they, and they walk away. to work or drive to work and don't drink it till they get to their... So they wanted it to be hot. Yes. And so they, you know, did serve it at a hotter temperature than what you could immediately drink and that they had already settled like 600 cases Holy cow. You know, this kind of thing. And that this woman was actually burned. She was old. She was elderly. So her skin was really thin. So she really did have to have skin. Like she had a hospital stay and skin grafts. So it really wasn't this frivolous lawsuit that you would think just from the headline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when the AP sends these stories out and they're too long for most newspapers, they cut from the bottom. So people weren't getting that part. Of the story. So people was like, here we go. Mm-hmm. And it's just <laughs> fake news. No, it's just interesting how the media really truly can manipulate public real, opinion. Real quick, funny story before we get into it. Speaking of frivolous lawsuits, I had started a job and it was my first day. And we went to lunch at a place called Peach Valley here in Florida. Oh, I know Peach Valley. And we went there and we were, I'm the only black person. Yeah. Surprising. Okay. The, this Shocking. Is, I'm only saying this because it's important to the story, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting there, we're talking, and we're talking about lawsuits. And the, the a girl who I worked with says, Not for nothing, most of the people who bring frivolous lawsuits are black. <gasps> what? <laughs> I swear to God. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, What is happening here? And. I got tickets to go to see a Bush series race because of that. The marketing person gave me tickets. Oh my god! To she, <laughs> I think she knew. It's like I'm really sorry. This person <laughs> is such an asshole. Yeah. Here, uh, please story. accept this token. <laughs> she was great. Oh I don't want to. I don't want to say her name. No. But we ended up being pretty good friends too. Really? Yes. True story. <laughs> well, I'm glad you worked through it. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> but it, you know. We know, especially now in days, the media manipulates. And yeah. So, so we have here to we see. Are. So speaking of media and topics, just to come back to uh, what we're going to talk about today and with our eventual guest in a minute, the school dress codes are a topic right now. Yeah, in our town, and I don't, I don't know where everyone else lives, but in our town, it's a big deal right now. Mm-hmm. People are really fed up with the dress code. You know, I think one of the things 
um, that made me kind of, I mean, it's been simmering and brewing for a long time, but one of the things that made me pay attention to it was I'm drinking my coffee and scrolling in the morning and I read this article about um, a, a high school distributing their yearbooks and people who had paid all this money for the yearbooks finding that the girls' photos had been altered without consent, without a waiver, all that stuff. Um, and, and not just altered, but badly <laughs> to cover cleavage or whatever in the seated portraits. Yeah, but that, I don't even know. That's not even a dress code thing. Well, it, it just it's just what made me pay attention yeah. to it. And then the second thing is that it happened up at Bartram Trail. That mm. happened an hour away from where we live in the school where... We lost a very important basketball game mm. and um, it just sort of brought it home and it did sort of start conversations about, well, why would they even do that in the yearbook right. and why did they do it to the girls, but not the boys and the speedos on the swim team right. and, and why, why was all the emphasis on the females? Right. And then that sort of made me go, oh, and, and start paying a little more attention to the dress code issue. Cause I'll say off the bat, when we moved down here four years ago and I saw the collared shirt and mm-hmm. belt and all that. I was like, Oh, what a freaking relief. You know, like I just know what to get my kids to wear. So I actually was at the school board meeting years ago where they instituted the dress code mm-hmm. and I am for it, uh, in one regard, right? Like, so, and I know people say, Oh, they still make fun of people anyway. I get it. I, like, I understand because they don't tell you what sneakers to wear. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, as a person, you know, I didn't have, like, I had clothes, but I wasn't rocking polo every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of, it making everybody uniform at that age can cut down on some of that BS. It doesn't, it doesn't eliminate it, but it cuts it down. Now, the flip side to that is, if a dude could wear sweatpants to school, in elementary school, why wouldn't a young lady be able to do the same or wear stretch pants if she wanted to? Right, yoga pants. Or right, leggings. so th- so those are the discussions that, you know, I hear from kids. I actually posted something on my Instagram yesterday and got a lot of response. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, people don't like dress code, and they they think it's too strict, number one. Uh, they think it targets certain people, whether it could be the young black male with his pants sagging mm-hmm. or it could be um, the young lady who wants to wear a dress and she's showing too much leg and they're getting mad about it because they're saying it's distracting the boys, which, like, they need that to distract them. I know. I have lots of thoughts. I mean, so, <laughs> you know, I always say if my son is distracted by that, then i got to have a conversation with him because your whole life is going to be that. Mm-hmm. You're, gonna, you're never going to go to work. Right. <laughs> like, right. How you, like, you're going to just sexually harass everybody you meet? Mm-hmm. Like, so those are the things that people are talking about right now. So a few reasons that I can see why people like a dress code. One in particular, like the sort of overriding theme of people who are pro dress code seems to be, aside from the stuff that really ticks me off, is (laughs) that different occasions call for different attire. And that's what we're teaching our kids, that different occasions call for different attire. Mm -hmm. Um, When we first um, started homeschooling last year because of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I 
wanted my kids to still get up and get dressed. Um, I, I thought that they would focus better sitting at a desk and I didn't make them get dressed in, you know, like their collared shirts mm-hmm. and whatever, but I wanted them to get up and brush their teeth and have breakfast and do things on the schedule and sit at their desk and do it. I did. I thought it would help them. I made Anthony focus. sit at the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and somebody else on Facebook, when I said something, when I put the pictures and whatever said, you know, why not let them be comfortable? And I kind of, this was kind of my response. Like I, want them i don't want them to be uncomfortable but i want them to be awake and focused and And you're going to work like you know like different occasions require Mm -hmm. different focus or attire or whatever um i do think that there's something to be said for um the way you know what you're wearing can affect your focus or your your swagger or whatever Mm -hmm. i don't totally disagree with that um but where I come up with issues like these dress code issues, um, there are two things. For one, what is fashionable outside of the dress code can make it difficult to purchase what is in in code. For, for example, ripped jeans. It's very hard to find a pair of jeans that, that don't not have, ripped. <laughs> that don't have those little fake rips in them somewhere. Don't understand that. Never will. No, but I mean, you know, whatever. It's just tough. And mm-hmm. and um, for another, I do truly believe that girls have more rules and are more unfairly targeted than boys. Agreed. So there's all kinds of thoughts about that, right? Like, so, I mean, in one way... You do want uh, girls to be empowered, wear whatever you want, and all that kind of stuff. At the same time, though, they're going to get catcalled. I mean, that's just going to happen. And no matter what you do, like I can tell my son, yo, listen, man, don't be whistling at a girl in the hallway. But 10 other kids are going to do it. And you know what I'm saying? Like, so. that, That doesn't make it the girl's responsibility. I don't think it's the girl's responsibility either, but what do you do in that instance? Like, so we, do you tell your young, young lady, hey, you're going to get catcalled? Well, sure, but we also, instead of emphasizing what the girl's wearing, you know, whoever's policing all this mm-hmm. should be telling the boys, don't care. If their parents aren't telling them not to catcall, then the people enforcing dress code should be telling them not to, not to catcall. But we're not going to eliminate catcalling. I don't. Th- I, I we're not. And I, we're Carolyn, my daughter, was at school today in her jeans and her sneakers and a hoodie, and got catcalled in the library and handed a phone number. <laughs> Literally handed a phone number, right? That she turned around and put in the trash, and then the boy got teased by his buddies who saw the whole thing happen. It's not the girl's responsibility to handle. I don't think. To, to have the impact on the cat calling in terms of what she wears. She could turn around and be like, and do what my daughter did and like crumple, 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 toss. But, yeah, but. But I, I think that it's a slippery slope from what you're wearing is going to get you cat called at school to she was asking for it because nah, she was and, wearing and, something. See, and that's the fine line, right? Like, so I think in today's society, 
when people say, hey, beware that you're going to get negative attention. That is now substituted for you will deserve it if something happens. It's not the same. To me, it's not the same thing. There's a fine line. But I know if my wife is going out in some tight jeans and whatever, like people going to look. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. So are we preparing our girls for that? I don't know if we are. Maybe we are. Maybe we're not. I think it's how we're preparing our girls for that. Because look, as a girl who came up with all these mixed messages about feel good about yourself, but cover your body. Don't let anybody buy you a drink. Cover your drink. Don't go jogging at night. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do the other. I never heard the messages and I had three brothers. Mm -hmm. Don't be a predator. Don't be a cat caller. Don't always know there's consent. I never heard that in my house, but I heard you'll get negative attention if you dress this way. So, and again, like I can only speak for myself, right? Like, so I remember when Anthony, in my mind, got his first real girlfriend, right? And I said to him, I said, look, man, you know, you got to go at the pace she wants to go. Mm -hmm. That's the deal. Mm-hmm. And you gotta always do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same conversations with my son. Like you gotta, so you gotta step back sometimes, and you know, you gotta make sure she's comfortable. Like, but that's me. Mm-hmm. There so, needs to be more parents. Listen. So why is one no, one I, objective easier and more attainable than another? What? Who said it was? Well, I just looked at your face, going. Hmm. Like, what do you think is more attainable? What are you saying? What is why is one objective more attainable? What what objective do you think I? Think I feel is? like what you were about to say is conditioning our daughters to be ready for negative attention is more attainable than teaching our sons not to be predators. I think they're both attainable, and but only with certain kids. So like, it, I think only with certain parents. For one, I think it's a much newer conversation. To have to say, teach your sons this instead of train your daughters so, this way. No, I don't. I'm not sure I agree. So you think parents in 1950 were having not, conversations with their sons about not yeah, being rapey? That, listen, I don't think my dad had a conversation with me about not being rapey. I've had a conversation with my son about not being yeah, rapey. Yeah, because you live and you learn. Right, so well, that's what I'm saying. Not like everybody it's a learns much though. Newer, like m- male toxicity and the patriarchy and all of that are conversations. That's what started happening in the '60s and '70s. I understand that. At the same time, not everybody learns. We gotta, we got stupid people in this country, man. We like, got, we have. So we're, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be having conversations about we, anti-racism. No, we can. Oh, listen, if that's the case. If we could eradicate stuff, we've been talking about racism hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Not since the 60s. Hundreds of years. What I'm saying is there's going to be, you're going to have to have conversations on both sides of that. Mm -hmm. Okay? And not everyone's going to listen. There's going to be girls who don't give a shit about that either. Of course. They're going to entertain that. They want the attention. Mm -hmm. And they want the cat calls. Sure. So uh, you may have a daughter that don't want that. They might be the next girl. You know, I'm about to kill him today, showing him my 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 mm-hmm. belly ring. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. what do you do? What do you do for that? So um, you don't. Um, boys don't. Regardless of if a girl's in a hoodie and long jeans, or showing off 
you know, her assets, it, uh, boys don't get what they don't have consent to. Yeah, that that's always going to happen. Like, that, that, listen, I understand that. Then everything's well, always going to happen. What I'm saying is this. Hey, I'm, don't, don't get me started on that. What I'm saying is this. If you're walking in the hallway and you're a young lady and you're wearing, I don't know, I don't know. I got to see what girls really want to wear. Like, because I got some girls that I know <laughs> that I coach. I'll see them at the game and then I'll see them socially. I'm like, you're not wearing anything. You, you don't have a shirt on. And I'll say that to them. And so if that happens and you walk in the hallway and a dude says something, so what do we do to the dude? Do we suspend him for saying, hey, like, all the, all the various things boys will say. But why is all the various things boys say to a girl in a halter top any different than the boy that made it advances to my daughter in her hoodie and her jeans? I don't think it is different. I don't think it is either. So why does it matter what she's wearing? Why isn't the message? So listen, in a perfect world, it wouldn't matter. But we not we ain't gonna live in a perfect world. Well, in a, in okay. A, so we're gonna always have. All we, of these different injustices, and we, we shouldn't fight any of them. We, we should, shouldn't we, gonna, try to educate anybody. Oh, we're going to try. We we should try. We Listen, do. Tr- it we is do. not your daughter's or my daughter's responsibility to. We're always going to try, but what I, I'm just giving you the, the as a black man, <laughs> especially, yes, people. It is not a girl's responsibility to make sure a boy doesn't have a distraction or a reaction. So it's not a black man's responsibility to make sure a cop doesn't shoot him. But I gotta have that conversation, right? I'm not saying don't have the, con- I have had the conversation with my daughter, but also she looked, she rocked her fucking bikinis in Mexico. What I'm saying. And she should feel comfortable doing that. And she did feel comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. And then there were instances where grown men were talking and we thought we were going to have to fuck people up. That's not my daughter's responsibility. It isn't. But what do you do about that? That's I, the- I, I raise my son to not be that human. Listen, and you, I have those conversations on our podcast in my life. You know what I mean? We, and you're gonna we have raise those, our children to be better people. And you're gonna, and even when you do that, you're still gonna have boys that follow the crowd and are gonna cackle. And even when I we teach our kids about being anti-racist, some are still gonna throw a Trump flag. You damn right. Car. And I know that. It does not mean. So what do we do? That that's what that, Wait, that keep doing that, our best. And we certainly don't okay. sign off on public institutions being inherently racist, sexist, we whatever. Do, but we, we do sign in. off on it. I think part of this coming up is the fact that it's something that many people don't want to sign off on anymore. If that was the case, then I wouldn't have to have a conversation about my son with the police. And we still do. We're going to have those conversations. I'm not saying that we're not. I'm just saying... Um, and that's to, to say we're not going to be able to impact change. We're not going to be able to make this better. Oh, you know, I, I think is to, to ever get to the point where what I have heard in my life many times as a woman who dresses and speaks the way I want to dress and speak. Mm-hmm. She asked for it. How many years do you think the male patriarchy has been dominating the Adam world? And Eve. And so you think, and so when do you think that's going to be dismantled? I don't know. Not in our lifetime. So, I mean, what's your point? The point is, so until then, what do we do? 
So you got a dress code now. Well, answer the question. What do we do? I don't know. We institute an unfair dress code that puts more responsibility on the girls than the boys for the boys' reaction? I don't know that to be true. Okay. Like I, I, I've heard girls say, I've heard girls say that. Then I've heard girls say I had young ladies saying, I don't give a damn about the dress code because I wear what I want anyway. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't have our next guest might have some stories mm-hmm. as to, okay, a girl was wearing this and because a boy said something so-and-so, she got hemmed up over it. We don't know if that's actually happening. We assume that that's happening. But we don't know. Like, it could be girls just walking in and, okay, we don't like that skirt. But like you said, a boy could wear some short gym shorts. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Or a boy can be in the gym with no shirt on mm-hmm. and no one says anything. And another question that I have is, is it possible to have a dress code that is a positive thing that is um body positive and all inclusive i read an article about a school in in evanston that has a dress code that they think fits that bill and what do they what what do they they allow them their statement is that certain body parts must be covered for all students at all times at all times, students must wear clothes in a way that fully covers their genitals, buttocks, <laughs> breasts, and nipples with opaque fabric. And that's uh, it. Oh, God. They say that it removes gender identity, sexual identity, whatever kind of judgment, one way or another. That as long as your genitals, buttocks, <laughs> breasts, I mean, do we have that issue where genitals are not covered in school? I mean, so, but, okay, but why is a pair of shorts that comes down to here any different than a pair of shorts that comes down to here? And I'm saying, for those, obviously, who can't see me, a pair of shorts, like, that comes to my knee different than a pair of shorts that comes to mid-thigh. Because, listen, my arms are longer than somebody else's arms or shorter than someone else's arms. I'm trying not to. Do the fingerprint test. I I don't want to be that dude. Like, and I... (laughs) I fear I'm going to come across. So listen, for certain people, it don't matter. What certain people? Listen, everyone has different body types, different everything. And that, that, that's just what it is, though. Like, it so, sounds like you're getting close to the issue I, that comes up in a lot of these situations as talking uh, about I, shaming that people of oh, certain body man. types because of how they, you know, how someone thinks they look. And I don't want to be that guy. What? I don't. Sounds like you're getting there. <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't want to be that guy. But we beat. So one of my things is like I hate intellectual dishonesty, right? Like I hate when people know things to be true but act like they don't. We know this to be true, Sue. We know what to be true. Say it. Certain dudes, certain girls gonna look different they're gonna develop faster they're gonna look different in certain clothes mm-hmm. you know that i do know that and so what do you do so for i'm that? wondering what the problem is <laughs> i mean when i was in school there was no problem so i mean we didn't have a dress code and i looked and i didn't cat call and i didn't do any of that but kids are more advanced way more advanced than we were i mean way more so if I develop breasts earlier than the next person, I shouldn't get to wear a V-neck shirt? 
because my cleavage might show at 14. And that's why you got the dress code. Nobody should be able to wear it. That's what I'm saying. That prevents that. That's what I go back to. It prevents certain things, the dress code. That's one of them. You don't think so? Mm -mm. Why not? Mm -mm. So if everyone's wearing a golf shirt, then it doesn't matter. You can't show cleavage in a golf skirt. So do you think that a 13-year-old boy isn't going to look at the breasts of a developed 13-year-old. I, listen, I started wearing a bra in listen, the sixth grade. Yes, I do. And I didn't wear anything that showed my cleavage, but I still got checked out on the regular. I think boys are going to look because they're middle school boys and their hormones are out of control. Mm-hmm. I, You won't get so that argument. So if this is hormone-based and developmentally-based, I mean, why does it matter if I'm wearing a V-neck T-shirt? You don't, so you don't, you, you don't think... If a boy is wearing a certain thing and he looks a certain way, that doesn't trigger a girl? I didn't say that. Okay. So but why is it the boy's responsibility the girl's reaction to how he looks? I think people would say that you try. I don't, I don't, so I don't know if in high school you should have a dress code. Let's just get that out the, the way right like so all these years ago when they started this dress code we were talking about elementary and middle school Mm -hmm. then they went to high school i don't think in high school if you're not mature enough in high school to handle things then your parents failed you so we put that out there but i do think in elementary and middle school that both young ladies and young boys need help with that Mm -hmm. and i think the dress code helps with that until they're mature enough to realize yo just because someone's wearing a miniskirt don't mean she wants you to holler at her. Mm-hmm. Like, I think middle school boys and elementary school boys, and I had this conversation today, are entitled. Mm-hmm. That young boy who handed your daughter his phone number assumed, because he did that, mm-hmm. she should call him. And thank goodness she was raised by somebody who taught her nobody is entitled to you. Yeah, but that's just you, Sue. It's not just me. And more and more over and over, so these things are being impacted and changed. Different conversations are happening. I'm having different conversations with my kids than my parents had with me. You don't think that's that's what happens throughout generations? No, because I'm having the same conversation I'm with Anthony about the police that my dad had with me, that his dad had with him, that his dad. So I don't think it changes all that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we should just. I hey. I don't have all the answers, champ. <laughs> Although some people think I do, but I don't. I think the dress code helps in those situations, though. So no, you saying oh, do you think a girl should be? No, nah, I don't. I think they should just wear the golf shirt. And then when you get the ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade, and people are mature enough to handle that, that's a big assumption. It's it's the same assumption as we're going to teach all our kids not to catcall. Anthony's probably his only, and he probably still does it, for all I know. I'm not there. Like, I've taught that kid everything, and I, I used to tell Tiara the same thing you're saying. Cover your drink, all that kind of stuff. These are all the things I armed him with. Do you think she never let a, some, a dude buy her a drink? I got to ask her. You know, or for her, you never think, oh, a woman buy her a drink? I got to ask her. Mm-hmm. What you teach your kid, they don't always take out into the world. And so I think that, that doesn't mean I shouldn't be teaching them or you shouldn't. Or you oh, no, we're going to do what shouldn't. we do as parents. You're going to try your best and you hope. You I know. mean, I think it's super irresponsible to 
ever say anything anywhere close to, well, you just that way, you know, you asked for it. No, That's I not mean, good parenting. That That is... An extreme, though. Mm, it's not all that extreme, Johnny. You know, We're friends with people that believe that. <sighs> We're friends with people that think that the way a girl dresses invites certain behavior. Okay, now, invite certain behavior and deserving that behavior are two different things. I don't think they're that different. They are different. I disagree. They're, so, again... Okay. What I wear, I, I I disagree. No, I mean, expand on that. I mean, for me, like, you saying deserves and invites. I think. If I get pulled over by a police officer and I don't do everything by the book, right? Mm-hmm. I might invite some kind of racism because I'm a black man. Yes. Doesn't mean I deserve it, but I invite it. Right. I got to live with that. Right, like, I gotta live with that. You don't think it's similar to a young lady might invite unwarranted attention, but doesn't mean she deserves it. I don't think that you getting pulled over as a black man and not behaving in a certain way should invite an inappropriate response. It does, right? And these are conversations you have to have with your son, but I don't think that it should invite an inappropriate response. I don't think my daughter wearing a spaghetti strap tank top tank top should invite an inappropriate response. You don't think it should, but it will. It so. might. But I don't I, I don't I, like it's not her like so so I, I'm supposed so. to cont- so we're supposed to be content with the fact that we raise our daughters to not do certain things because we have to be afraid of what a man might do. No. <laughs> and I, you haven't heard me say that. You uh, I've heard you come close. Uh, you, uh, as you know, I don't come close to say things. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. say them. No, that's not true. Yeah, I mean, you come up close to things and then you back so, down. So listen, I have not said that I, I've raised a young lady, so... I have not said that what you wear, you deserve that. No, you haven't. But you're going to get it. As a black man, I know you're going to. If I'm walking the street in a hoodie late at night, I'm getting something. I don't deserve it. Nope. I've never been to jail, college educated. I don't deserve that. No. But I'm going to get it. You might. And I know I'm going to. No, I'm going to get it. I've gotten it. Can't say you might. I have. I have. And I don't deserve it. But my parents prepared me for it, mm-hmm. saying, you're going to get that. But I'm saying, wh- I don't, why is it okay to have to prepare our kids and have to, you know, why does my daughter have to worry about wearing a, a specific tank top based on how your son might react? Why can't the standard be? We're teaching all of these people not to be assholes. Listen, that's utopia, though. We're not good. Okay, so we don't reach utopia? We're not supposed to do this? Yeah, and and like I said, I talked to my son about that, Mm -hmm. right? Who the fuck knows what he does, but I talked to him about it. Mm -hmm. You talk to your daughter about it. And my son. And we got to see where it goes. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, like, not everybody's a good parent. Nope. You know this. I do know this. Like, you know this. But I also know that when my daughter goes to school, 
in a particular outfit and gets dress coded because of whatever. That's that's a whole different that's a whole different thing. That's the topic we're talking about today is yeah. dress code. Yes, but we're also we, we've we've broken off to several other topics. Well, I do think but, it is a slippery slope to other things. I do. I, I think the way we make our feel our girls feel in elementary and middle school about having to cover their bodies as to not elicit a certain response feeds into them being adults that maybe one day asked for it when they're sexually assaulted. I mean, that's a tough conversation to have with me because, like I said... It's a tough conversation to have with me. I've been sexually assaulted no, like, and been told I asked for like, it. Like, it's a, it's a tough conversation because you're going to... Got, I got talked to things that most people shouldn't get talked about. Like, I don't, I shouldn't have to worry about what I wear when I'm a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom shouldn't have to tell me certain things when I leave the house. But that's how it is. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like that for a while. Yes. And my question is, what do you do in the interim till we get to utopia? I don't know that we're ever going to get to utopia. But what I'm saying is the focus doesn't necessarily need to be on covering my daughter's shoulders it needs to be these conversations that this policy needs to be focused on the inappropriate behavior. The, the, the consequences need to be focused on the inappropriate behavior, See, I not al- the bare shoulders. I always think, so you, I don't think you tell them. For me, elementary and middle school, they need help. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, so I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna back off. Then them dudes need a lot of help, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not gonna say the girls don't either. I'm not saying both. They need well, you help. said them dudes. Yeah, sorry. They they both need help, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not. I don't think I'm gonna back off that. At the same time, like we, you're fighting a war on two fronts, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. you, you're trying. That you, we agree. On. You're trying to keep the young ladies' body. And I listen. Any young lady, I, I tell them all the time, where would you do what you do? Like, I do that all the time. Because you can't be worried about what people say and what mm-hmm. they do. Right. But you know they're going to say stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that the bottom line of a dress code needs to focus on the inappropriate behavior. If that's the reason for this dress code is the distraction of the opposite sex. Nah. Then that's. I think people believe that. I think girls feel so feel persecuted. Absolutely. And that's a problem. Yeah. So like, if a dude is wearing his Crocs a certain way, you don't say nothing because he's playing ball. Mm-hmm. And then a young lady has a strap down, and you got a dress code for that. What's the problem? Right. Because girls, and 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 this is the point that I made in the very beginning that, f- like, what's happening fashion wise can also disproportionately affect girls to boys because girls can wear tank tops, spaghetti straps, um, V-neck T-shirts, round neck T-shirts. Um, so they are allowed to like wear Like skirts up here, skirts down there. Or sh- I'm just saying like what's available to them. So, you know, when, you, you know, if my daughter is wearing a skirt and another girl is wearing a skirt, but Carolyn's fingertips reach here and the other girl fingertips reach there. I mean, it's... It's it's much more punitive, I think, to the young ladies than to the young men. I think that there are more fashion opportunities available for young ladies if than you, for young men. If you, <laughs> you have, know what yeah, I mean? Nah. And I and I feel the same way too about the 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 pants hanging down. Like nah, I don't love it, but nah, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, I, like I, I I don't. I feel the same way about that that I feel about I'm not a fan you know. I, I think if as long as you have a dress code. 
is always going to be more punitive to women. Yes, and I think that in that punitive nature uh, establishes the beginning, or maybe not the beginning, of shame. And uh, I don't like it. Ah. I don't like it. it. It also, I think, empowers people to say, so-and-so can wear those leggings because she looks good in them, but this other different body-shaped woman shouldn't wear those because she doesn't look good but in them. But they're not, around, they're not allowed think, to wear leggings. And that's well, the whole I'm just point, saying, though. I, I feel like this is the genesis of a lot but, of those but things. But that go back to my point, And at though. our dress code doesn't allow leggings, but other, other schools do. But that goes back to my point. You outlaw that stuff so you don't get that. You see what I'm saying? Or you just let the girls wear what they want to wear. And then you got to deal with the other stuff. You should deal with the person making fun, not the person comfortable in her leggings. Why punish the person who feels good in what she's wearing instead of the person making the statement that she doesn't look good in it? If there's no dress code, you're not going to punish the person in the leggings. Listen, we have a dress code and the girl, like girls spend time in the office or study hall waiting for their moms to come bring them different pants or a different shirt or whatever. For what though? Well, we'll find out. I mean, I think we'll find out in a minute, but for what though? I mean, it can be like the research I did. It can be anything. It can be a t-shirt that doesn't, that's not long enough. It can be a skort that, you know, is, a you know, just under fingertip length. It can be, you know, I've had to speak to the, the dean about Carolyn's croc straps. You see, that's a bunch of shit right there. Like, well, we, I mean, I basically told the woman that, but whatever. That's what she took time out of her day to call me about. So what I, what I wonder is, because now, you know, we've talked about the different body types. Like, if, you got, if two people are wearing jeans and one is tighter, they send someone home? No, right? Well, one of our girls from our basketball team got told that she needed to not wear a certain pair of pants to school again because they were too oh, oh, loose. Oh. See, that you can't do. It happens. You can't do that, though. <laughs> you can. You shouldn't. <laughs> if you got a dress code, you got a dress code, right? Like, so, and that's what. But it's, it, it can, it just turns into something entirely subjective. And I think that a man looking how, at what young ladies. a dress code be subjective, though? That, this is what I don't understand. Like, if you got to, if you can only wear X, Y, and Z, then that's what you wear. Well, it was apparently subjective because one of our girls got talked to about the bagginess of her pants. How could you have pants too baggy? Maybe you should ask the dude that told her not to wear those pants to school again. That shit is nuts. Unless your ass is showing. That's crazy to me. So, I feel like dress code eliminates some stuff. But only if you legislate it the right way. Okay, you want to talk about utopia? These these I mean, people. Seriously, you want to talk about school. utopia? Listen, they work in the school. They should have a higher fiduciary duty. Wait a minute. Let's look at first at our school board. Oh. Well. I mean, come on. You want you want any? <laughs> you want to talk about a higher fiduciary duty of our leaders? We can't get that in our. We we don't have so, that at any level. So here's the way I look at right it right now. If you got a dress code, you go wear jeans. It's not a girl's fault if her jeans fit a certain way. You can't send her home too for that. tight or too loose. But apparently, you can. See, that would have me up at the school, and I, I would not bring anything. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't bring any. Like if they, they're gonna. Oh my goodness. I know. Like that, I don't. That is the part I don't understand. 
The other but st- I think that's the part that happens on the regular. No, Not just in Flagler County, but others. We're going to see right now. All we're right, folks. We have a, a living. Hot mic. It's hot mics tonight. <laughs> hot mics tonight. <laughs> Mine smells like bourbon. So <laughs> 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 All right, folks. Uh, strongly worded podcast listeners. Uh, we have a returning guest to our show tonight. My daughter, Carolyn O'Lear. <laughs> the first return guest. The first return guest has some thoughts about dress code issues. So your mom is giving me the business over here. (laughs) As she should. (laughs) Now, listen, I got to ask you, these girls are getting sent home. Give me some examples of what you think, because we've talked about this, right? A little bit, dress code. Mm -hmm. What, give me examples of what you think are unfair enforcement of the dress code. Um, some some stories of friends you don't gotta name names or nothing well it's just the like inequality like it's the one girl who might be more developed than the other girl getting sent home she can't do that because maybe she you know looks different in a pair of jeans or different in a pair of leggings or different in a shirt than the other girl and that like how is that fair how is that anybody's fault i can't like a girl can't control the way her body grows that's like telling that's like telling someone like with the racism topics like you can't control what color your skin is you can't control the way your body grows that's just all it's not it's it shouldn't be the female's fault you shouldn't sexualize young girls when they're trying to find their confidence they're trying to find like, all right so it, so there's two different conversations about that now number one to me if you got a dress code you got a dress code mm-hmm. i don't give a damn if the girl's overdeveloped if she's wearing a golf shirt she's wearing a golf shirt right she sh- she cannot go home for that right i think the conversation me and your mom were having was about if you do not have a dress code okay um or if the dress code, or if the dress code doesn't involve a golf shirt I mean, different yeah. dress codes in different places. Ours just happens to involve it, polo listen, shirts. Listen, if you gotta, if listen, the bottom line is this: if you got a dress code, you have to enforce it equally. Exactly. So if you allow tank tops, there should not. There's not a be a rule. Well, if this person is this size, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like so, if I came across like that, you can't do that. What I'm saying though, is there is a flip side to allowing all this stuff, and you gotta be ready for it. Gotta be ready for it. Yeah. I think that when you say you gotta be ready for it, and maybe I'm mistaken, I hope I am, you're putting the emphasis on the one getting the reaction, not the one giving the reaction. No, yeah, I'm putting the emphasis, yes, when I'm talking about the girls, because I gotta be ready for stuff too. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, so it's not the same thing as me saying you gotta be ready for it as saying it's your fault. Because I tell girls all the time, wear the hell what you want to wear. Do what, do what you do. I don't believe in those kind of male-female things. Like I, and I understand, like, if a boy talks to three or four girls, he's a hero. If a girl talks to three or four boys. And I, I understand that, and I don't right. care. And I don't care. I tell a girl, live your best life, champ. Mm-hmm. Be safe. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Do you. That's what I do. But just like a boy might be called a hoe or whatever, you got to be prepared for that and be prepared to defend what you're doing. 
or you could not defend what you're doing because you don't owe anybody an explanation for what you do you say do you but then you say oh they got to be prepared to give an explanation you do because in a perfect world you would not have to give an explanation you don't got to explain yourself to anybody it's not you don't got to explain anything but you got to be ready for whatever comes so in my mind this is this is why i make the correlation right like I've been plenty of places that I looked a certain way and I knew some things could go down. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I deserve it from the person giving it to me, but I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to tell you, listen, dude, I'm not that dude or whatever. I'm ready to do that. That's not me saying I'm supposed to get that. Right. Like if I go to a restaurant and I'm the only black person there, I'm not supposed to get looked at a certain way. But I know it's coming. And I make sure I have a credit card. <laughs> I look rich when I do that. That's what I'm saying. And I think you take that as, oh, that's the girl's fault. I didn't, I didn't really raise Tiara that way. Like, I didn't really, you know, tell her that it was her fault and what to wear and what not to wear. I don't really do that. Mm-hmm. So for me... I feel like there's a difference between saying, be ready for this, and you deserve this. Mm-hmm. And I think for you, you don't see that line. And, and it, I wait, don't, wait, no, wait. no, no, no. I'm going to address it. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't see it. I think that the emphasis can be, it needs to be shifted. Because I think that, you know, like I said, what we're talking about is dress code in schools. Mm-hmm. And the punitive action is on the girl waiting in the office for a pair of jeans instead of her so leggings. We agree on that. Over the boy who made the comment about her ass. Yeah, but... I mean, these policies over and over and over in this research, school district after school district after school district, they say that these things um, are in place uh, because of distraction. Because and, of distraction. And so I. And so my point is, and probably won't change, that then the, the coaching or the disciplinary action shouldn't be on the person wearing the tank top. It should be on the person who is distracted by that tank top. So let's talk about some stuff we agree on. If leggings are allowed, then they're allowed. Doesn't matter how big your hips are. It doesn't matter about your legs. If leggings are allowed, them shits is allowed. If a tank top is allowed, doesn't matter how big you are, how developed, then it's allowed. Mm-hmm. If they're not, they're not. Mm-hmm. We can agree on that. Okay. Are people being sent home because a boy said something? Or are teachers just saying this is inappropriate? Because um, that's, that's an important question, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just depends on the situation. Because, I mean, both have happened. See... One of them shouldn't happen. Well, the one where a boy says neither, something. Neither, I mean, right, 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 right. Um, yeah, keep going, keep going. The one where a boy looks at a girl in leggings, mm-hmm. says something about her booty, and then she gets called to the office, that shouldn't happen. Right. And that's just a bottom line thing. But it like, does. Like, that's the issue. That's the problem. Then that's it a separate happen. issue. That means that you are doing what your mother said. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they're doing. That means they're penalizing you for looking a certain way. Right. And that, for me, 
<laughs> is a hot topic because you. <laughs> I've been penalized for looking a certain way before. And so you shouldn't, that shouldn't happen. Okay, now, as I said, if you, if you don't want leggings, then the dress code shouldn't have leggings. Period. Um, but even in a dress code that doesn't have leggings, um, there are interpretations of it that become very subjective. And, you know, I think especially in middle school, when girls start developing and different things, they are um, penalized at an inappropriate rate and they are sexualized. And that can't happen. It does happen. It can happen. That's our utopia we talk of. It does happen. And so in that instance, what do we do? We fire all the people at the schools? Like, what do we do? Because right now what you're saying is there's like a failure in leadership. Absolutely. That doesn't sound like the dress code is failing. That sounds like the people enforcing it are failing. I'm okay with that. So do we not want the dress code or do we just want it properly enforced? Mm, let's ask the, I, I, let's ask the student okay but i mean you ask a question and yeah. then you cut her off when she starts when, you know, when, when she gets going um i think both um i think it's a little bit of both i think we don't want the dress code because some stuff is a little is a little too intense like the rips and the jeans like you're gonna see part of your thigh when you wear shorts anyway so what's the point in not being able to wear jeans with that's a good point but um it's also about people enforcing the dress code i don't really care because i wear what i wear to school is what i wear everywhere i wear jeans and a hoodie every day anywhere <laughs> i go <laughs> i don't care that we're not allowed to wear tube tops and we're not allowed to wear crop tops and tank tops because i don't like to wear those things anyway but i do care that at school the girls get sexualized and that it's the enforcement like it's because it's all for the wrong reasons i feel like at my school like for one girl to get dress coded over something because she looks different than the other girl can't do that like that's the issue that's what happens like it's the enforcement not as much the dress code in my opinion so then we shouldn't we should be just asking them to enforce it better but how do we do that mm. that's the and i keep getting back to that like what do we do like, how do we stop this white man or whatever from telling a girl how she should look? Mm. I mean, we have, we have these conversations. Like, we keep going back to what do we do? Like, there's not much we can do, but that doesn't stop us from still having the conversations and trying to educate people about these, these topics. Like, it's, that's what we can do. All we can do really is try to educate people, try to have these talks, try to make it more known, try to you know, normalize, like, not sexualizing young girls for what they look like. Like, uh, that's just, that's just it. I can't believe old men at schools are doing that. But it's not just at like, schools. Like, it's, it's everywhere. It's outside of schools. It's, it's. Well, in, I know it's outside of it's, schools. It's in, it's in the pool in Mexico. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's, and I mean, that's just it. Like, it's just outside of school that all these things like go to as well school should be a safe space because I already when I'm in public I don't like I don't like to be alone I feel unsafe when I'm alone because like girls are just kind of 
brought up like like you guys were talking about earlier like hand over your drink blah 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 like all that type of thing like i'm i've been grown up (laughs) 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 i like it's like i shouldn't i shouldn't be scared to go to the bathroom in a restaurant by myself i shouldn't be scared when i'm alone in a store you know whatever i shouldn't be scared when i i mean i I shouldn't get nervous and start like kind of getting creeped out when i walk by a man like that just shouldn't be the issue that's so tough um for me to discuss because there's there's so many things that I shouldn't be that I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I am conditioned just to be ready for those things. Not to say I deserve them, mm-hmm. just to be ready for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be ready for, like, all right, I'm going to go to this job interview. Like, I got to be the best of the best of the best because of the color of my skin or whatever. Like, I'm conditioned for that. And so it's hard for me to say to you, hey, listen, you know, because you know I'm a do-you guy. We've we've had conversations. At the same time, like, I feel like you got to be ready for things. And that doesn't mean, like, you should feel that way because I don't think you should. I don't. It's not fair. But my dad used to always say life is not fair. Life is not fair. And I think it is something that, you know, you guys or we all can relate to or have in common. I said something uh, in our last episode about how for quite a long, I, I was not trying to lose the chip on my shoulder because for a long period of time I was comfortable existing in the patriarchy. Yeah. I wish I could lose mine. Well, I mean, I know. <laughs> and And so, you know, you always tell me I'm the, what do you say about me? Like I'm the I'm the optimist. I'm the most oh, you, hopeful person. You are. You know. You, are. you know. And some of these things, some of these beliefs, I'm not saying that they're new or I'm coming into them as I've had kids or gotten older. But I existed very comfortably in my privilege for a long time, and uh, even when I was assaulted and nobody, nothing happened because of it, I for a long time was okay with that because. Of some of the issues we're talking about right now. I mean, yeah. that's where I come from. I mean, it's not every time I get pulled over and I've been pulled over. <laughs> and so that's different. But um, yeah, I mean, I use that comparison just but for, it, it for makes one sense. reason, though. You know what I'm saying? Like for one reason only to talk about what you might receive right. is not what you deserve. Right. Okay. But you got to know that it's coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, like, do I think people should be telling cops and other people, like, hey, not every black guy is this? Yes, of course. Well, I don't know if they're doing that. And you don't know if people are teaching their sons that. No, but that's that's where more emphasis and more spotlight should be. That's why we, I, I mean, I, I was not talking about anti-racism when I was 15. Of course I get not. that. Yeah. I mean, I get that. It's not a phrase that I was even aware of at the time. Because at the time... I probably would have said I don't see color. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it didn't mean I didn't have black friends or didn't love black mm. people or, mm. or, you know, was a different person then than I am right now. But it was just a different level of understanding. And I had to I had to get some of that knowledge myself because it's not the conversations that happen in my house. But here's the thing. So I get your point where you say, oh, you know, it's not my daughter's job. Like, I get that. <laughs> A hundred percent. 
but you still have those conversations with her, right? Mm-hmm. Do we, Carolyn? Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Yeah. Do you think that we talk about you being a, a young woman in the world? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't like that we have to have those talks, but I understand that we do. But, but it goes back to, well, what do we do? Like, it's, we, we have to, we have, that's what we do. We have conversations, but we have to have the right conversations. We don't have the, you know, don't wear this or, you know, you're asking for it or it's, it's, yo, like boys, if you don't be predators, yeah, wear what you want. You're not asking for anything unless you ask for it physically. You know what I mean? And I, I, I guess my point is just a simple one. Or we still have to prepare our kids for the negative reaction that comes. Always. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that doesn't mean that I'm saying, well, you put in the, em- I'm not putting the emphasis on anything. Like, I'm not, you think I'm putting the emphasis on me or if like if something happens and someone's racist? No, it's not, that's not my problem. But I still got to be prepared for it. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Young ladies got to be prepared for it. At the same time, like you said. At the same time, so do young men. Right. right. And that's what I think isn't happening. at In the uh, world or in schools? Both. Enough. Hmm. I mean, everywhere. Like I said, like anywhere I go, I don't like to be alone. Just because even if it's grown men who should know, hey, that's a little kid. Like, that's a child. Like, don't. But... It's not, it's just not fair, you know? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, have to pretend I'm on the phone when I'm alone somewhere. I don't, I don't like that. But it's, we do prepare for that, but we shouldn't have to. We shouldn't, I shouldn't be scared of, I shouldn't, I shouldn't get nervous when I'm alone in public places. I shouldn't. I didn't know you got nervous alone in public places. I don't like to be around, like, I have, I get a lot of anxiety when I'm around, when I'm alone in public places, whether it's just going to get something in another aisle for my mom or it's going to the bathroom alone and, you know, hooligans. Like, I don't like that. It makes, it scares me and I'm like almost shaking when I'm alone because I'm like, okay, I just got to get through this. I just got to get back. Like, I don't, it's, it sucks that we have to be prepared for that. And it goes back to, you know, talking to your sons, you know, because so many women have been made to feel uncomfortable around like other men and it's it's hard on the women and men should be you know educated and not disrespect women or you know kind of point something out about them it yeah it's just hard growing up though like I'm only I'm only 14 and I'm already learning like <laughs> Why is that so funny? I don't get it. <laughs> uh, man, listen, listen. One day you'll you'll stop counting. You won't say. <laughs> like I'm, I'm worrying about this at 14, and we have to go through this for like, all, like our whole lives forever. It's like we say we have to prepare, but we have to change with the times like the times are changing we got to go with them we can't just like we we can't just have this closed-minded idea that oh well this is 
you know, this is what happening. It's always going to happen. You got to help you like, that's not helping the change. That's not, that's not helping anything. I would like to introduce you to my daughter, Carolyn, the second most optimistic. Yes. You you are very optimistic. That's all we have. That's all we have is our optimism. That's all we have because nothing's changing. Nothing's happening. We're not getting the changes we need. And while things are not changing, what do we prepare for? See that, see that, that I'm the, I'm the type of person who always hopes for the best, but prepares for the worst. That's how I am. That's how I live. That's just who I am, right? Like, so I think that's what makes me a good coach. That's I always prepare for the worst outcome and hope for the best, and I go from there. And so to me, if we're not preparing our young ladies that some dudes are going to be assholes, then we're not, we not doing our job. I don't think that we're saying don't prepare our young ladies for – that dudes are going to be assholes. I think that we're encouraging more of the education for dudes to not be assholes. And you, and, you and think- I think that what makes you a good coach aside from your preparation for the worst is your optimism that there's no point in any game that you don't see that you could win. <laughs> and I low. think that we, see these this. are low blows. Well, no. So I think that we agree <laughs> on much more than we disagree. And I think this has been a fantastic conversation. We've, we're at over an hour and a half. So. Longest podcast in history. <laughs> no, Carolyn. Let's go to the bourbon. I, <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, Carolyn O'Lear, you are amazing and I am proud of you. Is there any last remark you want to make to say, to sign off with our, our listeners out there? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to rap for a second. Um, I'm only 14. And we weren't laughing at you. We were just enjoying the fact that if had we recorded this 48 (laughs) hours ago, you would have said, I am 13. And and maybe not have said the age at all, right? (laughs) I thank you for coming on the show today, Carolyn. I think you made this a really great conversation. Oh, thanks, Mommy. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, we really uh, appreciate your support and your listening um my fundraiser for flagler united will continue through september 22nd which is my 48th birthday i'll say my age too um i'll continue to post the link in the strongly worded podcast group and from the bottom of my heart i am thankful for those of you who have contributed you can find more of the strongly worded podcast on instagram at the strongly worded pod um, you can go to our website, thestronglywordedpod.com, and click on merch. You can order yourself a urban black man t-shirt or very soon a middle-aged white woman <laughs> t-shirt. Get them both and wear them with each other. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the Strongly Worded P. And if anybody decides to participate in our contest, maybe you can find us on way too early on MSNBC. We have over 200 people (laughs) in the group. So listen, we appreciate your support and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Strongly worded. Deb was texting me about the dinner. (laughs) Nobody was able to cook because we were out here talking. This strongly worded podcast is written and produced by Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear. Music production and vocals by Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton and cover art by Samantha Shakes.